Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners, podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, but I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's probably something much deeper that you're not likely even aware of yet. It's like a client that comes to you saying that they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGuru's Agency Freedom Session, where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your agency freedom session today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners, podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. Today, I'm hanging out with Mike Reynolds. He's the CEO of Innovate Map, a digital product agency uh, located in Broad Ripple. Mike has been ideating and delivering digital products to the market for over 20 years. He's got clients like Delta Fawcett, Jobvite, Stanley Security. They're in their seventh year of business with 21 people and been on the Inc. 5000 list for uh, for two years and a possible third year coming up. Over 150 clients. Mike, welcome to the program. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. So um, yeah, I kind of gave a little bit of a picture of your agency today. Uh, you say you're a, a digital product company. What what does that mean? Like, what's a typical uh, proposal or scope of work look like for you at a high level? Yeah, so uh, very intentional to use the word digital product agency. We're laser focused in digital products. So what what that might be by definition, a very functional website, an app, uh, SaaS software, e-commerce, that's anything that is designed online uh, and digital, that's, that's a sweet spot for us. So we're typically, you know, getting hired either to ideate that from the scratch. Uh, and we'll often say our tagline is to help companies dream, design, and deliver to market winning digital products. And so we'll do every component of a strategy and design across that, you know, dream it up, uh, design it, and then launch it to market. Uh, so a lot of times we'll get hired to ideate that or potentially take an existing product uh, and, and and have it resonate better to buyers and or resonate better to users. There's a design element to both of those. When, when I was running my agency, we did primarily websites. We did some custom app projects. And I just hearing you talk, like my heart starts to beat a little faster, starts to palpitate a little bit. Like what I'm, what I'm envisioning is large kind of custom complex projects that you and your team do. Is that, is that accurate? It, it is. I would say, and in fact, a very lightweight website or maybe a traditional corporate website uh, isn't necessarily always a good fit for us. Our specialty is in the more complex. So uh, I'd say probably 60 to 70% of the digital products we're doing is, is SaaS software. You know, we do, we're really well suited for 
a website that kind of is acting almost like a software. So I kind of hint at e-commerce there's a, or, or, or something where it's, you know, not just a marketing brochure of who you are, but there's a lot of functionality, UX. Those start to be a really, like I said, that, that starts to speak to our expertise uh, in terms of what we're going to get, where we might be a best fit to be hired for that. I've seen some businesses in the agency space kind of lose their shirt on custom stuff. Um, how do you guys control risk through uh, through through the projects that you're proposing to your clients? I mean, are you are you billing these things on like a fixed price type of method? Are you using some kind of uh, kind of agile ongoing billing? Um, how what's yeah. the engagement like for you guys with your clients? Yeah, it's great. Great question. So I, I will say this a little bit about my background is that when I say twenty years of digital products, I was always in the software world. Uh, I ran product for a number of software companies, and then you know really started seeing the emergence of strategy and design, really being the differentiator of what makes a great product. Uh, and instead of starting a software company, uh, start an agency to do that for 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 people who need help there. And, and so the agency model, uh, I kind of came to it from the tech world. Uh, and so with that, brought a lot of tech best practices. So we are an agile agency. Our, our billing isn't an agile model. I, I don't believe you can do highly complex software projects, app projects, or even very involved site website projects uh, and, and know everything up front and, and be resistant to change. Uh, it, ju- it just changes a natural part of uh, a building complex tech products. And so we operate very agile and our business model and pricing is very agile as well. I, I love to hear that. I mean, I was literally, I, I got brought into a uh, an, an agency to do some coaching consulting kind of after they had signed on with this client on a very large fixed price, highly custom app. And it was, it was crazy because the client had like this, you know, there was ambiguity in the scope and there was, the client just had incredible leverage with the, you know, the, the, the balloon payment at the end of the project to kind of keep pushing the, uh, pushing the scope of work, you know, further and further and further. And I think these, these, these guys had, you know, literally like invested thousands of hours into a project and, and, and not received as much money as they should have. So, so can you explain to our listeners that are either maybe doing a little bit of custom app development, uh, what an agile, uh, you know, running your project from a PM side agile, they might've heard that, but what that, what does that mean on the billing side? Yeah. So, and, and I'll even say this, you know, for any project work, if you kind of think of the, tri- I, I'm getting, I know, cause it's an agency audience, hopefully this makes sense, but you've got the three components of all work. You've got, you know, time, scope, and money. And you, you can only fix two of them and the other has to be flexible and variable. And what we basically f- do is we leave scope as the variable component and we'll fix time and money. So we've got a per month, we got various per month rates that all equate back to, to, to time from our team, right? And, and the thing that can fluctuate is what are we going to get done with that time and for that fixed price? So when I say, so we manage our clients in monthly sprints, you know, they buy monthly sprints with us. And like I said, there's, there's various levels of capacity. If they want to get a lot of scope done in that month, uh, they get up the capacity. Uh, if, if, uh, time or, you know, if money's more important, we just get less done for them. Uh, and it puts a lot of, I'll be honest, it puts a lot of, uh, pressure on us to consistently be valuable and to consistently de- deliver on priority work for them. And I think that's very healthy. It's actually very healthy for uh, the partnership. Um, our, you know, and uh, in many instances in our world, it's the way that they want to buy, you know, not having to make such a leap on a, of a big commitment. Um, uh, and, and, and it's really a partner model, if you will, 
But um, yeah, we'll get in. I mean, we'll get some of these ideas are from scratch where people just see a business problem in the market that they want to solve. And we have no idea the breadth of the product yet, nor do we want to quote that. Right. I, I don't know if it's if it's, you know, four key features and 15 screens or if it's 150 screens to solve that. Um, and uh, we, we really kind of that agile model allows us to kind of get in and start the partnership, uh, if you will. How does that work when you're talking to a new client? Because I have this, uh, you know, I know people that have been used to maybe doing fixed price stuff when it comes into more of a time of materials or paying per sprint. Uh, they might have some early challenges going towards that model. It's, the, it's probably the right model. If they're doing highly custom stuff, it's the right model for them to go to, which I love uh, having you on the show today because we've literally have heard this so much. How do you guys deal with that in the sales process. I mean, when you're talking to clients, yeah, going, well, how much is it going to cost? Is it going to cost me 50,000 or is it going to cost me 500,000? Uh, I'll tell you. So for starters, I tell stories and give typicals, you know, so some, the way you're talking, you're, this is typically in this range. Uh, don't you know, that's not a quote, but I'll set expectations properly. You know, um, I mean, it, it, and then having at this point, even done this a while, by we didn't have all this figured out. We started, we, when we started our company, we knew we wanted to take on, uh, do this very differently. We're agile advocates having come from software development world. But, you know, we probably didn't really have our packaging and, and have this kind of master till probably year three of the company, you know, and, and so I'll just be very transparent about that. But in terms of, uh, you know, as we're selling a pre-sales engagement, I do happily set expectations. You know, it could be ranges, it could be typical, this typically for other clients solving this similar problem, some way costs like this. But really, because I'm not necessarily giving a quote, I'm also very um, transparent to say people will engage with us if they believe that we can help and if they want our help, you know, because they're not buying a menu, if you will. And so that's, that's a very different nuance where it's much more partner minded than transaction minded. And so I would say if you're more, if you've got a little bit more of a transaction based business, this is a bit of a challenge or something to kind of work through as you're thinking through a more agile model. Because uh, you're actually saying someone's going to say, "I want your help." Whether well, the client is going to say, or the potential client is going to basically say, "This is going to we're going to do business if you during this pre-engagement process believe we can help and you want the help." And we all know we don't have line of sight to what we might be doing in month three or month four or month five. The other thing I will add, though, is we do not enter the first month without 100% clarity to that, and that is a very key tenant of Agile. So we, you know, the the first month we might recommend. We've got 100% clarity for them. Um, you know, the second month maybe 80%, 60%, things like that, and and then we'll and then we basically uh, engage. And we've got a great process where you know one of the first steps we do after getting up to speed is we built out the backlog of work as we know it. So I'm dropping a lot of agile things here. So I think you can't go to an agile model without having some kind of 101. Uh, uh, of the terms I'm talking about, you know, instead of having a project plan, we have a client backlog for them. Uh, just to give you an example. So if I was a, you know, let's say I'm a web agency and I have the chops to do some app development and I'm used to bidding with my clients on more of a, on a fixed price, uh, kind of a, a waterfall style project or something like that, where I'm doing a lot of build work and then we have this big delivery moment and then we, you know, get paid and kind of wipe our hands of it. If I'm getting app work, 
uh, or you know, I want to move to an agile model, then obviously I got to go learn a little bit more about agile. I got to figure that out from a how how the project flows, and then make the billing line up for that. Um, yeah, you mentioned you kind of got your you know you learned about this in in, in coming from the the software world. I mean, is there any kind of primers or, or recommended starting points that you'd give to people that are looking to explore this avenue? Because like we we talk to so many agencies. And I just, the, the amount of them that I hear that are using this model that are actually doing more custom software, it's just, it's not enough. Like, I feel like more of them should be in this model. So they're not like getting totally beaten up over, you know, fixed, large fixed price scopes of work. So where would they get their start on this kind of thing? Yeah, I, w- I mean, I would start at very basics just to come up to speed on agile and understand. I mean, the advantage I had is I lived it in, in us, in the software company world, you know, and, um, so things like, um, and we emulate a lot of that in how we engage with our clients. So even though we're like engaging with them in monthly sprints, if you will, we we don't have big reveals. We will, it's, you know, we've got weekly meetings with them and we will share stuff in progress and get feedback from it. And as a core tenant of uh, uh, doing anything in an agile way, you're embracing feedback and you've got a model that easily accommodates change. And so a couple things that I would say is you, you got to um, look to how maybe it's done in the software world. And, uh, you know, I'll start in product development in the software world. And then and there's some similarities that you, in frameworks you kind of translate to how you would conduct an agency. The other thing I probably didn't mention that is just imperative is you got to have, it's, it's outcome-based as well. You've got to have the outcome in mind. Uh, it's not just trust us and start paying us. Uh, so we will align on the outcome. And the outcome could be, you know, help, help me at least design the concept of what this idea could be, or it could be as far as we're going to get this thing designed and launched and, and give kind of a ballpark timeframe for that. So I mentioned earlier that you guys got on the Inc 5,000 a couple times proves to me that you, you know, know how to get clients, know how to get a, a lot of clients, uh, you know, in seven years, that's, that's pretty dang good. Uh, what, what are you guys doing most effectively to attract clients to the agency and retain them, uh, over the long term? Well, I lo- love the retain. I'm going to start with maybe the, the second half, which is retain them. This is a great model. You know, it, I, I mentioned it's it, when you, when you go like an agile model, it's really a partner model. You know, we become an extension of their team, if you will. And, and that, that is key for re- retaining. The other one is, I, I do mention, it's very healthy for, the, for both sides for us to have to continuously, at a, at a per week, per month, uh, be mindful of delivering value. And I think that when we're doing that very visibly with them and very consistently, that has been a recipe that helps us retain. Meaning that the majority of our business is, is extensions of... Uh, you know, we might we might start with a client with a very near term milestone and maybe three three months of Innovate Map, and next thing you know, they've been a twelve or eighteen month client of ours uh, because we've 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 put a priority on delivering value so so soon, and they've seen the value so soon. They're not they're not anxious and waiting for some something very far down the line. So I would say the model does help with retaining. In terms of how we are acquiring new clients, we're very much at least I'm a very much a believer in marketing versus direct. Sales, we don't do a lot of uh, hunting. We don't do a lot of cold calling. Uh, uh, we're kind of very, almost model ourselves, if you will, like like a product, like kind of where we 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 try to describe who we are, what we do very well, and then just make sure that that is that message is highly targeted with marketing activities to audiences that might need that. 
Um, so I would say we were very strong in investing in uh, marketing strategies to get our word out to the audiences that we want to serve. Uh, and I'd just say we've even we're even very very precision on that. We're not for everybody. We have like specific market segments that we know uh, need our help very well, and we invest a lot of marketing efforts into those particular market segments. Hey, what's up, agency owners? As someone that's built hundreds of websites for clients over the last 20 years, I know how important it is to have a content management system that helps me launch sites fast so I can focus on getting my clients' results and building a successful and profitable agency. If you're looking for a new CMS, I'd like to introduce you to a new platform called Zephyr, a content management system built for power users and agencies. Build websites faster, make clients happier. Find out more info at ZephyrCMS.com and get one free site for life and a free theme setup valued at $500. That's ZephyrCMS.com. Now let's get back to our interview. One of the uh, conundrums a lot of agencies have <laughs> is is who who does that in the business, right? Who is marketing? Who is investing in that time to get the word out about what you do at Innovate Map? Is that something that you look for outside support from? Do you use fractional kind of you know people internally like, oh, hey, when you have time this Friday, put out a blog post? Or do you have a dedicated team internally that's actually helping you to market the business and find more clients? It has always... I'm, I'm such an advocate of marketing. <laughs> it has always been a function in the company. Uh, my fifth hire was a marketer. <laughs> so, you know, even when we were a team and, and I'll, I'll be very transparent, we were a team of five, even the one who had marketing expertise was also um, client facing as well, uh, you know, and then certainly moonlighted with marketing. And then I've, I've got a little bit of marketing strategy myself. Uh, through the years, it has always been a recognized function that, um, you know, was a high percentage of one or more people. I would say when we got to about 15 in size, uh, we started to make it more dedicated and focused. So of our team of 21, we have two people who are laser focused and dedicated on marketing. I would say that the marketing team, meaning those who contribute to marketing and innovate map is those two dedicated people and probably a percentage of time from about three to four others, just to, to, to be full transparency. Uh, and that, that combination of that marketing team gets a lot of that done for, for innovate map. I love hearing Mike, that employee number five was kind of, you know, going to be put into that marketing seat. Cause I see a lot of people that struggle with, you know, pulling, having to pull clients, you know, or pull team members away from clients to market on their own stuff. They feel guilty or they feel like they're not meeting the needs of their clients. I love hearing that you guys made that uh, investment as early as five people, because a lot of people wait and wait and wait and wait. And then it's, it's always falling on the owner's shoulders and just so having that clarity and then even now, like having those two people that are really driving with their full-time work, and then and then that still gives you the opportunity to pull from the team, but having those full-time people, like there's something to be said about when your full-time role is to like drive a result towards a certain outcome, that it just gives you so much more focus and space to do that versus, you know, oh, hey, Friday afternoon when you're totally burnt out on client work, you know, then then work on our own stuff, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's too core to our business strategy too. You know, if I think about it, how is someone going to find out about Innovate Map? It won't be a cold email or cold call. It will be that you were you saw you saw them in some sort of marketing channel. Like, oh, I heard about them. I know what they do. That that's kind of the goal. And so, you know, we we know our target markets very well, and we try to be very present where they're at, and most importantly, very clear about what it is that we do. You know, and that's that's you know, that's that's even intentional 
it's why we kind of really from day one went with digital product agency versus just we're a design agency, for example. That's a little too generic. Uh, I think we probably be struggle to do inbound. You know, the marketing is really it's inbound leads. You know, we'd struggle if we were very vague about what we do, uh, and so we're we're positioned very precisely. Uh, and then you know, some people will read and be like, "Oh, that's not, that's not that's not what I'm looking for." And some people are like, "Wow, that." Or this is my hope. I should say. I say, "Well, that that the way they're talking, that's that's kind of lined to what I might be trying to solve. I'd be interested in talking to them." So a lot of it is, uh, yeah, just a, a very much a marketing investment. Uh, but that 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 isn't just spending dollars, as you know, on <laughs> on just executing marketing. A lot of it is is what's the foundation of how you're going to tell your story and describe what you do. So um, you know, we we knew we had to get our position pretty strong uh, to lean into a strategy like that. You're now at 21 people. Was there a size where you know that was most challenging as you grew the business? Was it you know five people or 11 people, or did you find that there was a place that you either plateaued or was a particular challenge in terms of the size of the team that you've you've grown so far? Yeah, I love it. I love that, and I, I have a, I have a very definitive answer to that. I would say the gro- the the growth from 12 to 20, no brainer. It was that um, you know uh, when you're under 12. I personally, as even you know, the the, the CEO and, and, and owner, I, I have a I have a personal and active probably works thread with everybody, you know, and I know them. And I, and and it's the minute you start exceeding twelve, you you've got to start you know um, putting in process, and you've got to start empowering uh, leadership levels, and you know. Everybody 12 to 24, they don't all get direct mentorship from me. I, I try to be the mentor to everyone in the firm, but obviously I've got to scale that. Uh, you can't have 20 direct reports, but I, I, I feel comfortable. So that part of the journey, now that we, we've kind of surpassed that. So I will be very honest, the difference between 20 and 22 employees doesn't scare me. The difference between 21 and 24 doesn't scare me. Uh, but the difference between 12 and 20, we had to get some stuff in order. That is for sure. And, and uh, you know, I kind of think that the next hurdle is probably, and I don't think this is a vision of the company, but I, I you know, uh, um, if we were to get above 25 or 30, we'd probably have another round of infrastructure that, that we'd, we'd have to do before I'd ever uh, go there. You know, uh, we got to get our house in order before, so we can, the foundation order so we can build upon it. You mentioned it isn't the vision of the company. So you have a kind of particular size or at least maybe a, a size for the next time being of where you're hoping to get to. Can you comment on that a little bit? Yeah, it's right. I, 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 uh, early on, I thought, you know, early on, I put a, a, a false, I, if, I, if you caught me in the first few years, I would have given you a different answer because the first few years managing an enormous team was not the problem I was trying to solve. And so I kind of put an artificial barrier. We won't be bigger than this. I've, I, I've since, uh, pulled that. Uh, so I don't really have a specific number in mind, but uh, I've always said when the quality of our product and the quality of our service, if if that is ever suffering, we're, slow, we're, we're pausing and getting our, our foundation or infrastructure right. And so I am trying to scale where we are maintaining quality of team and quality of, of, of service. You know, And um, that's why I kind of say there'd be things we'd have to do before I'd feel like we could just hire 10 more. You know, um, we wouldn't do that. We would. We're, we're very calculated with our hires. I'll be honest. We've kind of grown in response to the market demand for us. You know, uh, even though we're at 21, I think our biggest year of hires was four or five. You know, um, when we went to like 16 to 21, I think that was two years ago. So you know, um, when people are buying us, it's it is a, it is a bit of a 
premium, at least at least our brand is a little more premium. We're solving very hard strategic problems. Uh, we 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 operate at the executive level. These are either founders of a tech company hiring us, or they're uh, executives of an existing business or owners of an existing business hiring us. There there's a level of expectation that they are uh, that they're expecting on our brand, uh, and we take that very seriously. And so um, I like the experience with everyone that you encounter at Innovate Map to be uh, outstanding. And so every hire is uh, very intentional, very calculated, uh, and that's not easy to do. Um, but so far, we've done a pretty good job of that. I, we, I love our team. We got a great team, and, and the clients seem pretty uh, happy about the experience. So, considering what I'm, we're doing this interview here is is in early uh, May. Uh, I, I, it would be remiss of me not to mention how your business has been affected by uh, what's happening in the world. So I guess I'm, I, you know, without going and making the whole episode about that, because yeah. I, I love hearing your agency story. But I mean, how have you guys been impacted as an agency uh, due to COVID? And what are some things at, at your size that you're doing to maintain uh, culture? Yeah, I, I would say to to say we're unaffected uh, would be naive. Everybody, I think everybody's been affected. I will say this. Very grateful to be in the digital space. That that gives our our mission at least a hope. You know, um, on the onset, I see a very great opportunity for us, as this is uh, for many businesses kind of a wake up call to to go digital. That being said, just because we say we're in digital is not an entitlement or a, <laughs> a hall pass to to navigate through this uh, unaffected. So you know, there's definitely. Business things we'd have to think about, uh, you know, um, new client acquisition is we're seeing that challenged even for our clients, but that's that's tough, you know, as, as people want to reach out. But we, we're hanging in there because we're seeing the opportunity for us. I will just say this: one thing that I'm very proud that we've done during this is focus in on, on your customers, focus in on your clients, and um, be essential, be present. And I'm very grateful not only that our, our leadership quickly rallied around that strategy. Uh, but then it's actually proven to be what's maybe keeping us healthy, as healthy as can be uh, professionally uh, during this. So, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, I love that message of focusing on your uh, of your clients and, and being really present and, and helpful with them. I think the more uh, I think people have done that naturally, but trying to take those relationships up to the next level, trying to you know help make sure that they're okay, checking in on personal levels. I mean, I think that's yeah. one of the, the some of the best messages I've I've heard out there right now, and I love to hear that you guys are doing that as well. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Brent, we've had a repu- we've kind of had a mantra internally, then and and we focused on our relationships and reputation over revenue. And I'll, I'll kind of unpack that a little bit. You know, uh, those who, rather than trying to convince someone new that th- what we do and that they should work with us, we have a whole bunch of people that already do believe in us and need our help. And so we have really focused on those relationships. And honestly, when I say reputation, focused on our company and brand reputation, just be helpful. Be part of the solution, not part of the problem. There's enough problems that people on people's minds right now. And in focusing on those two, I believe the revenue would come. And I think if it was reversed, I think that that is a challenging strategy to implement right now, uh, to be so revenue-minded first. I think if you're, you know, kicking, if you're a sales rep and you've got a quota, it's just a reality. In fact, some people don't even want to take the call because they've got so many things on their mind. Uh, that is just challenged right now. Uh, so um, we've kind of put the focus on, you know, help uh, keep our company reputation strong, be part of the solution, and then maintain and, and and be essential to those relationships you already have. And, and that has, it's honestly, it's been a, a, a shocker to me 
uh, and you know, just as kind of being the first time running an agency, just how um, how well that has actually been. Meaning that that has translated to clients staying with us or viewing us as essential. And uh, uh, I'm great. I'm grateful for that. It almost feels a little bit of of uh, like getting back to the basics, getting back to the 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 you know we use the word essential a lot, hearing that a lot in in, in the in the marketplace and the media of what's an essential worker. But it's almost when I when I hear you talk about you know focusing on the relationship and reputation, I mean you know those are just basic fundamental good business things that you know if they if they work in normal times, I mean they probably work uh, they probably work in these times as well. Yeah, and you'll laugh at this because I'm a I'm a I'm a sports fan. Uh, my team, I use sports analysis all the time. My annual one, I, I even I post this even on social or early on. I'm like, a basketball game is not won by staring at the scoreboard. You know, you 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 focus on your fundamentals. You pass the ball. You shoot it right. You be a good teammate. You work hard. And if you look up the scoreboard, you're probably winning. So we've kind of made that the focus. Fundamentals. That's awesome. Love it. That's awesome. This has been uh, super fascinating and uh, and informative, Mike. I appreciate you sharing the story about Innovate Map, about what you are doing right now, what what you've done to get to this success. Uh, and this is this has been a lot of fun. Are you ready for our lightning round? I, I am. By the way, before we jump to it, I want to I want to concur. I, it's, I've enjoyed this as well, so thank you, Brent. But with that, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> uh, are, are you sure you're not trying to delay the lightning round? You might be a little <laughs> nervous or, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, usually we play like some music, uh, when this happens. So, uh, all right. What's the best advice you've ever received? The, the only things come to my mind right now. And I'm just going to say, cause it's top of mind. Take care of your team. They'll take care of you. So yeah, take care of your team. They'll take care of you. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Uh, time management. I have really, uh, I wake up and I've got the day in mind. I'm, uh, you know, personally, I'm, I'm pretty good at, I'm, I'm good at prioritizing and, and that, that has made for very efficient and very uh, productive days. And, um, I feel like I get a lot accomplished and, and still get to balance uh, home life. Can you share an internet resource tool or app that you use regularly that you think our listeners would find valuable? Yeah, we uh, I'll, I'll name, I'll roll off three real quick. And it's, well, I'll roll off the top two. Dropbox, Paper, and Slack. Dropbox Paper is sensational for collaborating quickly on notes. And there's some even great features that allow you to present that. We'll take notes real time. We'll present stuff in Dropbox Paper with clients. And then Slack is how we brilliantly communicate internally. You know, we've got topics, we got channels for each topics. We've got a client, we've got a Slack channel with each client. <laughs> we got an internal Slack channel on each client. It just, it just organizes the noise where our, we're very rarely an email, to be honest with you. And what book would you recommend and why? Uh, inspired by my, Marty Kagan. That is the, it inspired me. It's, it's basically how to, how to build products that people love. And uh, honestly, we, we talked about Agile. That wouldn't be a bad one to start. Uh, that'll give you kind of a sense of how, because a product team in a software world is, is, is responsible for UX, uh, product, product marketing. So that is the team that probably most emulates most agencies. It's the strategy and design team. So I would say inspired by Marty Kagan. Awesome. Well, we will link out to that book recommendation and lots of other uh, links, nuggets, resources that you mentioned in today's episode. Mike, you can find that at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. So if you're out on a run or at home on the treadmill or the uh, the video bike or whatever, you can check that out at our show notes page, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. You'll find Mike's episode right there at the top if you're listening to this week of 
Mike, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah, I would say, I mean, obviously, innovatemap.com, but we've got uh, several resources that I'd point you to. I mean, we're very active on uh, LinkedIn, uh, just given the professional community. Uh, our culture is pretty active on Instagram. So if you, if you, you know, we don't put our sorry thought leadership there, but if you want to get a sense of our team and our culture, we're, we're, we're posted there. But uh, we, are, we have a community uh, that we created about two years ago that's a, called Better Product, the Better Product Community. Um, and that's really our platform for thought leadership. So even just, uh, you know, we share a lot. Uh, we've got a podcast ourselves, the Better Product Podcast. We, we blog, we, do, we share stories, do events. And so I, I would say, you know, innovatemap.com, but certainly check out our Better Product Community resources. Um, that's a, that's a, a way to get a, you know, a, a feel for some of the, the, the learnings that we're sharing. And we're happy to share those stories real time. Mike, that sounds awesome, man. We will link out to, uh, we'll hunt down your uh, your social profiles like LinkedIn, Instagram, as well as your community, and we'll link out to innovatemap.com. So if you are out about, uh, out and about, or uh, away from your computer, just check out that ugurus.com forward slash podcast. We're going to organize all those links for you so you can learn more about Mike, see the great work that their company's doing, and uh, connect with them in one of those channels. Mike, thank you so much for stopping by the program today. Brent, thank you for having me. It's great. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out today, I want to check on your answer to my questions from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead gen problem. Maybe it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or mobile app, but they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, I want to invite you to apply for a free agency freedom session where you can dig into those underlying issues in your business and get moving like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever and you'll finally get the answer to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your agency freedom session today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show.